a Radio 191 FM podcast. It's the Radio 191 FM breakfast show with Ken. Caitlin, with Caitlin. And right now, she's talking to. It is 22 minutes past nine. We are running a little bit late, but I have the absolute honour to be on Zoom with the Thomas Powers, uh, and we are going to be talking about his new single, Falling Down the Stairs. How are you, my friend? I'm good, thank you. How are you doing? You know, not too bad, not too bad. Now, we were just talking about this before, uh, before before you guys got to listen to it. Uh, and you were meant to be on the show the other day, but you had an emergency trip to the dentist. How are we feeling after that? I'm good. I'm in no more pain. Um, I was really trying to make it. I, I thought it would have been quite fun to do an interview with half my face, you know, numb and like kind of drooling a little bit. Um, so I was, I was really trying to. And then about like 20 minutes before the interview was ready, I was sitting in the chair and I was like, okay, I'm not going to make this. It's, um, Damn it. Too much. Yeah. It turned, what, what was supposed to be a quick emergency replacement of a filling that fell out turned into a root canal. Um, so it took up my whole day. Ah, that old chestnut, eh? A root canal. And you are in you are in LA at the moment as well. Do you you I'm assuming you live in LA? Yeah. I've been I I wanna say this has been my new home since about two thousand and twelve when the Naked Famous really first uh, stopped touring after our first kind of launch into the global market, you know, Mm. when we were um, when Youngblood came out. So then we decided to land on Los Angeles as a base of operations and then no, a year later, it was like, oh, this is where I want to live now. Yeah, which is so fair. Which leads to my first question as well. You obviously are uh, part of the Naked and Famous, um, who we all know and love here in Aotearoa. What has the transition been like from going to, from being in a group to working on your own solo music? Thanks for asking. It's, uh, it's... <laughs> Anytime. It's a lot. It's a lot. Um... Because I guess, oh gosh, I don't even know where to start because there's so many layers to that. And sometimes it feels a little, woe is me talking about it. But, you know, it's back to ground zero in so many ways. And the industry has changed so drastically since when I was, you know, working at Real Groovy in Auckland City and trying to go to local indie gigs. And like, we were spray painting, you know, the covers for our seven inches, you know, and making famous. So that sort of my understanding of the industry and how connected I felt to it it's just that is like a bygone era that's a memory and now I am older I am an older musician I'm <laughs> out of the loop I don't get it I'm not you know, <laughs> I don't, I, I, I don't so get it <laughs> I don't get it I, you know and I am starting from scratch and unfortunately the way that the industry is going right now particularly in a place like America it's kind of like the US music industry is this kind of big lumbering giant that takes forever to catch up and really, it is, uh, it is influence. It, we have the music industry here is at the behest of social media and tech companies, mm-hmm. which, and I'm not good at social media. I don't intuit it, so I am really behind. And it doesn't matter that I'm like I'm from this band that they can famous. Could I please continue my career in music? Um, these the, the way that social media has sort of kind of consumed the music industry is that um, I'm behind. It doesn't matter. So it hasn't, I've gone to labels and they're like, well, do you have a profile? Do you, or have you already released anything? And no, I'm starting from scratch. Well, we don't care. We're not interested. So it's been pretty humbling, um, <laughs> which is, you know, like, it's basically like, it's very interesting. Music industry, your CV is irrelevant. Um, and now it's such a data-driven industry that unless you already, as a catch-22, unless you already have fan base and streaming numbers, 
you're really just having to do it yourself. So I, I'm being humbled back to an indie act, which in itself has been kind of enjoyable anyway, because mm. I've been able to do a lot more more quickly and just I've been able to use my common sense to navigate this. Yeah. Right. But but um, the kind of more important side of it, the art side, has been very satisfying because. It's not really a negotiation or a compromise, and I'm I'm just being able to make music that I really love without any apologies, excuses, or yeah. You know, the, the music I'm making for me, that's the music I want to hear. I'm not I'm, I'm not following any trends, or I'm not trying to uh, fit into a space, and, and no one cares about my solo project in the same way that people care about the Naked and Famous. So the expectation, I'm just, I get to do what I want. It's just it's very liberating. Yeah, yeah it's very it. it's very cool as well because they are totally different beings as well, which I guess is kind of it must be quite nice to be able to say, well, here's here's one thing that I did, but here's here's my new thing. Here's me put out there on the spot. Here is everything I want to say. Is that is that sort of I guess it must be relieving in some way to be able to do just what you want all the time. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Makes me sound like a spoiled little brat. No, um, not yeah, at but... all. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> you are so rude. <laughs> no, you're exactly right. And there, there's this other side of um, making art, which you know, it's a blessing and a curse. It's, it's, I'm talking about being in a very privileged position where I get to do what I want for a living, but. Um, being able to recreate your kind of artistic identity and that the, the vehicle mm. for your your artistic identity and your ideas um, again as different point in your life is very energizing and refreshing because I don't feel like a young man anymore you know um, I feel like an adult and the music I'm making is I, I it feels like adult music I don't think it is it will not speak to 18 year olds in college um, it's not about it, it, it has nothing to do with that, and I don't think it it resonates with that kind of um, the feelings that you have when you're that age. I think this is music for I'm making music for grown-ups. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that's like a, that's been a very liberating and, and and wonderful thing too. Because again, my particular background with the Naked and Famous and where I um, was successful is very much tied to my youth, and even not just not just personally as. You know, where it is in my own history. I was in my early 20s when I had all that success, but the music itself is very young and energetic and youthful and vibrant. So it's nice to to not have to think like that and not have that looming shadow of one's prior success, you know, and trying to influence the future. So I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it. Yeah, and what you are creating at the moment uh, is so, so beautiful and cinematic and and gorgeous i'm a very big fan um of your solo project i think it is lovely thank you um you've just released uh on the 22nd of september so only about a week or so ago uh your latest single falling down the stairs it is beautiful it is emotive it has these gorgeous little strings underneath it that genuinely brought tears to my eyes when i first listened to it oh my gosh what can you say about (laughs) about the process of this song thank you so much that is like the that's you've set my self-esteem through the roof thank you i appreciate it that's me that's thank you that's therapy for today great um done. (laughs) well yeah thank you i I appreciate that um the strings are something i like to talk about because that um post-classical as a genre has been a, a large influence on uh, what will be my album? It's kind of a through line bringing all the music together. It's, it's indie alternative, but it really kind of is 
always leaning into is centered around post-classical. I would commit there fully if I felt like I was experienced enough to kind of just say that's the sort of lane I want to be in. But it's very hard for me to shed my indie alternative roots. So, you know, I'm not just sitting there playing the piano all day and doing arrangements. But I uh, found this amazing strings arranger called Rob Moose, and he's like, he's like a rock star strings player. Like, he has played for just... I pick a name from a hat in modern music and he's like on one of the songs. It's, it's insane. Um, and yeah, him and I, him and I just had this really nice working relationship. He did a lot of string arrangements for me. Um, th- you know, this and lie as well. My first single, he did all the, all the strings for those. And when I got to the end of, you know, producing the song, I isolated all the strings during the outro section. And I just was like, Oh, I've got to start this from scratch. I have to use this as the beginning. So, um, it was like an A-side, B-side release. Falling Down the Stairs is the A-side, but there is a B-side called Sensible Anatomy, which is the outro from Falling Down the Stairs, um, isolated as a strings arrangement and then rearranged. And I got a, I wrote all this cello and I had one of my cellist friends come in and play all this stuff. So, yeah, it, it's, I, I'm very satisfied with this um, way that I'm exploring music where there's like almost an instrumental standard on soundtrack score arrangement neoclassical piece and then there's like the song version where i sing over it um and the rest of my album will be quite like that too there's two versions of every song or i want to say song i want to say motifs are um fully realized yeah and you mentioned the album uh the album is due to come out at the start of next year I question yeah, mark exactly. that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I, I think your pitch is mine too. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It seems to be a yeah. thing with artists. They never know their full... Well, a, a, a release date is never truly yeah, solidified it's really... until it's released, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's the way it works now. Yeah. yeah. Are you... So I want to say beginning of next year, and that's purely because, again, this is an interesting thing that we're really forced to do now because... Um, DSPs, you know, Spotify and, and Apple really have this chokehold on the way that we utilize the medium of music, right? So they, now you have to game the algorithm. You have to be releasing consistently. You have to build up not just uh, monthly listeners, but followers are more important. So the more music you can release um, with regularity, the more people will be able to pay attention to it. And I, I had some experience with this maybe in the transition between, I guess, 2015, 2020 with The Naked Famous, where we put out, uh, we put out uh, simple forms specifically the album like all at once, um, and that's it. You're done. That's your marketing done. Like it's either everybody hears it that one week, or they don't hear it the next. <laughs> so, so you're really forced to now present one song at a time, try and get it in front of as many people as possible, and present the next song. You know, do the same thing. Like you're almost doing an album of singles. Yeah. Um, and, and you'll notice you go up on like somebody's page if you look at the play count, which is like it's kind of horrible that stuff is public. But you'll see the play count of someone, and it'll be like, "Oh, that was a single. That wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> that certainly wasn't." You know, it's just so obvious how much we're forced now to play this singles game market. Um, yeah, so it's 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 a bit depressing for those of us who are still fans of the album. But you know, I'm not too doom and gloom about it. It's just I, I guess it's the way the world is changing and the shape of. I guess the oversaturated market that we're that we're trying to navigate through as artists. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Now we are running shortly out of time, but I do have two more questions for you, Thomas. First of all, sure. is where can the people listening and the people beyond 
Radio 1 right now who will be listening later, where can they find the single Falling Down the Stairs? Well, it's out now basically anywhere you listen to music. Um, and, yeah, so please, if you have the time, um, go and follow me everywhere. I'm on Instagram. It's probably the easiest social media <laughs> space for me. And, and yeah, my music is out everywhere. But uh, when you follow an artist, you know, that is it's really paying it forward to them. So if anyone's listening, has five minutes, please follow me. It matters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's very helpful. Especially you, the early stages. It's really, yeah, really good. You covered my uh, second question, which was, where can the people find you? Uh, and you can find Thomas on Instagram. You can find the song everywhere. It is beautiful. It is gorgeous. And we're going to play it now. Um, do you have any final words about the song for our listeners? Yeah, sure. I can tell you what it's about. It's, Heck uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. Down no, the- please do. Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Caitlin. Going down the stairs. <laughs> no, falling down the stairs is about the road to empathy through reoccurring cyclical conflicts in a long-term relationship. So the beginning of the song is really kind of in the midst of the conflict. It's a quite self-centered sort of narrative that's running through the lyrics. But um, right for the outro, the song changes, the music changes, the whole identity, the, na- the emotional narrative really changes. And that part of the song is about like the internal snap when you kind of let go of your you decide to let go of your self-centered concerns and try and empathize, see the other person's point of view. Um, you know that saying, you can be loved, or you, you can be right or you can be loved. Um, yeah. That's kind of that, the moment in the song there. So, yeah, it's a very personal song and not... I'm, I, all of my songs, I think, are sort of like is my polite rebellion uh, against this idea of love and music. It's always like, you know, all night long, that kind of thing. <laughs> like, yeah. This, this this transient idea of love, which is um, is very childish, I think. You know, love is practice. Love is ten years. Love is very very different. So this is this is one of those songs. Yeah, my favorite lyric, I think, as well. Before we before we play the song, my favorite lyric, I think it is. I wrote it down. So correct me if I'm wrong, but it's "Give your worries for consent." Every lyric in this song from the very beginning is so beautiful and poetic, and it sounds oh, so you. thought out and so. <laughs> I'm super excited for the listeners to to hear it. So, uh, should we should we give it a little spin, Thomas? Should we give it a yes, little hoon on the radio? Yes. All right. Thank here. You. I love that. <laughs> please and follow Thomas on Instagram. Uh, here it is, Thomas Powers with "Falling Down the Stairs." You are on Radio One. Coming up, we are talking to Miss Mia, uh, and you still have that chance to win your chance to see Foley live in Dunedin next month. Uh, thank you for joining us. And here is the song. Keep it locked. That was a Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.